Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Learning so much, catching up with our friends from uh, Crime Stoppers Victoria this year. And uh, Claire Dundas is back on the line. How are you going, Claire? Hi, Peter. I'm well. How are you going today? Yeah, going especially well at the moment and um, lots of good information. Um, actually, I'm a bit of a uh, numbers person, Claire. I, I like statistics. And um, you've got some statistics regarding the amount of people that call Crime Stoppers Victoria, and it's quite extraordinary. I do, Peter. We've got some really exciting annual results to share. And I'll kick off with, did you know that someone contacts Crime Stoppers every five minutes to share information? It's um, quite a, an amazing statistic to think about. Every five minutes, someone's calling us. But over the last year, we recorded over 106,000 tip-offs. So there are a lot of contacts to Crime Stoppers. That's fantastic, isn't it? Because I guess the thing is with that, you know, if um, one little bit of a missing piece can be found through these sort of uh, contacts, then... Um, you know, it could be a very, very successful outcome. That's right. So it's not just the stories that you hear in the media. It's all the small bits of information that lead to arrests or case solved. And those 106,000 tip-offs resulted in 733 arrests, mm. 1,485 charges, and close to $35 million in contraband seized. Wow. That's that's impressive. And at the same time, almost scary, isn't it? It is kind of scary to think about those numbers, but really impressive at the same time, because what it goes to show is that Victorians really care about their safety and they're willing to do what it takes to help solve crime and to keep Victorians safe at the end of the day. And I guess the other thing is, you know, you don't know what little bit of information that you might have, how an organisation like Crime Stoppers Victoria can use that to um, have, a, a, you know, a, a successful outcome like these. That's right. No information is too small. If you're not 100% sure, we still want to hear from you. So any information counts and it could be the missing piece. Oh, that's very, very impressive. Well, continue good work. I mean, in a sense, it's sad that, uh, you know, an organisation like Crime Stoppers Victoria has to be around, but by the same token, it's... Um, very much a bit of peace of mind for us as well. Absolutely. And we've also been busy this month launching a new campaign, Peter, called You've Been Checked. Tell us so about that, this. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting one, but um, 
Crime Stoppers, along with Vic Police, have launched this initiative and it's urging Victorians to lock and check their cars. I'll give you a few more numbers there because I know you love numbers. <laughs> um, we know from our crime data that over the last year, 14,881 motor vehicle theft offences were reported statewide and there were also 47,140 thefts from motor vehicle offences recorded for the same period. So that's a lot of cars being stolen or things from cars being stolen. Okay, well, I take that on board, but... Um What can we do to minimise our chances of being one of those uh, statistics? So the whole premise of the You've Been Checked campaign is really encouraging car owners to break the habit of leaving vehicles unlocked and their valuables visible. So what we actually did over this month was we sent um, members of Crime Stoppers out and Victoria Police and they actually physically checked to see whether cars were locked or not and whether valuables were visible. So I guess... Yeah, well, maybe it isn't so obvious when when we leave something that is visible, or it's part of the problem, Claire. That uh, I'll just duck into the shop for a second, and of course, um, that second maybe can turn into a lot longer than that. And of course, um, unfortunately, there's people there that are very opportunistic. That's exactly right. So what we what people are doing by leaving their cars unlocked is giving that. Um, opportunistic theft, sort of that person who's looking for that opportunity, the availability to do that. And what we also know is that 45% of theft of motor vehicle offences showed no visible signs of forced entry. So that means that people aren't locking their cars. So what we're saying here is it doesn't take long to just lock and check your car. It doesn't matter if you're going away for a minute or you're leaving your car at a train station for, you know, an entire day. You've mm-hmm. got to be really careful about locking your car and making sure that you're not leaving any valuables visible. Well, did you say 45% were um, showed no, no no forced entry? Exactly, 45% of all cars stolen. So that's, yeah, that's showing you that cars are being left unlocked. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, you know, um, it's a bit like, you know, as soon as you get into a car, you put on your seatbelt. As soon as you get out of the car, uh, lock it, I guess. That's right. So it's just about changing behaviour. It's just about, you know, as soon as you exit your car, you're locking your car and you're physically checking that it's locked. You know, with all those remotes now that we have to lock our cars, we really need to be checking, physically checking that they're locked before we walk away. Actually, that's a good point, isn't it? Because sometimes we, you know, did I, yeah, I'm sure I did push that button and, uh, and lock the car. And of course, um, you know, you only need to make that mistake once and it uh, can cause all sorts of uh, catastrophes. It can because, you know, if you think about it, it's one thing to have your car broken into, but it's also a really lengthy process to replace your phone, your ID, your Mm. credit cards and and really your car itself. That's one of the issues, Claire, isn't it, that it's not just, um, well, I guess a lot of people got information on their phone anyway, but if they pinch your purse or your, your wallet or whatever that might be sitting on the seat, all that information that's there, cards, et cetera, you know, it's such a hassle to, uh, you know, try and remember what was there and who you need to contact and have that card stopped, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the stress of it is just, uh, uh, well, it's almost overwhelming. The stress and inconvenience is huge, but also you don't want to find yourself in a situation where your identity is stolen because that can take years to resolve. And, of course, um, you know, you've always uh, got to always be on guard in the future. I wonder if... um, you know, this uh, organisation has got that information from well, my ID that was uh, stolen, uh, you know, a few weeks or months ago as well. That sort of lingering doubt uh, that goes on too. That's right. So we're just urging Victorians to always remember to lock and check their vehicles. That seems a simple sort of thing to do. So uh, and I guess, uh, you know, if there's two of you or if there's a family that go out, uh, 
guess you can all kind of uh, be responsible uh, and take that on board to uh, get to get the driver in particular to say, listen, you know, make sure that car's locked. That's right. And we're not blaming anyone for anything no. that happens. We're just saying we can all do, you know, a simple lock and check and we can protect our car and our valuables and try not to leave valuables in there in the first instance. But if we do, let's hide them. Let's not leave them, you know, as temptations for people walking by. Mm, open invitation. Claire, what about scams? Uh, you know, they, they, they're sort of uh, as popular as ever, if I can put it that way. Oh, they sure are, Peter. Scams are just increasing, you know, day by day. But the one that I want to talk about today is about social media scams. So we're talking about scammers that are using social media platforms to deceive unknowing individuals. And um, it can be quite a a frightening one because they're using social media um, just to target people. And I guess people are using these platforms to connect with people. They're using them to um, maybe enter a giveaway or, you know, a, con- um, a contestant sort of thing. But in a lot of cases, scammers are using those same methods to try and get your information. And I believe that um, I guess people looking for romance can be a little bit of a trap as well. It absolutely is. Romance scams are one of those ones where they're preying on people's vulnerabilities. And, you know, you might think, oh, that would never happen to me or that that's a silly thing. But it actually happens all the time. I was reading some information and I think that Australians have lost over $120 million to romance scams just this year alone. So it's it's not just um, a small thing that's going on here. It's people really falling victim to these romance scams quite often. As you say, it might be people who are lonely, people are on their own, maybe uh you know, they might have been widowed or um, in sort of you know recent times and, and perhaps uh, you know, click on the wrong button, if you like, or uh, go to the long, uh, wrong link. Absolutely. And remember that these people are really convincing. If they're doing this all the time, they're knowing the tricks to try and hook people. You know, what they do is they um, scan your social media profile to look for little hints about something about you. And they use that as an opening to try and connect with you. And they kind of really move the relationship along, but they will never meet you in person. So they're always going to keep the relationship online. And what the end result is, is that they want to ask you for money because there's been some emergency situation that they've encountered and that's when they'll use the pressure tactics to, you know, for you to hand over some money. That might be something like, oh, you know, my house burnt down, uh, I need to find some emergency accommodation. Can you help me by sending me some money? Something like that. Exactly like that. And, of course, you know, that plays into people's sense of, you know, I, I want to help this person yeah. out, you know. It's just, yeah. It's preying on vulnerabilities there, absolutely, but it's happening a lot. It's kind of interesting, isn't it, Claire? Like, so the really nice people are being had by the really not so nice people. It's always the two extremes of human behaviour, isn't it? It is. And then you've got giveaway or contestant scams. So they're saying you can win this amazing prize or sign up to this or, you know, all these kind of um things that you might be served on social media. But what they're trying to do is just gain your personal details. And from there, they're trying to steal your money, whether it is access your bank accounts or set up loans in your names. That's what they're 
they're trying to do. So is there anything we can do to give ourselves a better chance to not be one of those uh, victims? Absolutely. So I would say be mindful of how much you share on these platforms, especially personal information or anything that could be used against you or your family. We just need to be really careful about what we're sharing these days. I mean, you know, a scammer can jump on any social media profile that's public. They can get your birthday, your full name, your marital status, sometimes even where you live, just based on what you've shared. So we do need to be careful. Yeah, and I mean, if you say, uh, you know, if they find out where you live and say, I'm so looking forward to going to Hawaii for a month. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of open invitation, isn't it? It absolutely is. The other thing I would um, strongly suggest is to check your privacy settings. Check mm. your privacy settings for every account that you have. You know, there's so many different social media platforms these days that we're all on. So we need to be checking each one for the privacy settings. And, you know, it is a good suggestion to make sure that they are set to private. So I don't want to stereotype, but if uh, some of our listeners might be of an older age group and on social media, maybe it's a great way to keep in touch with people they might have overseas or, uh, you know, people they might have in the state, family members, etc. I mean, I guess if they can um, perhaps, you know, call on their uh, children or grandchildren if, if they're a bit uh, more versed in this area. So, look, they've heard about this uh, privacy settings. Can you check mine if I... Not quite exactly sure what what to look for. I mean, there's no shame in that, is there? There's no shame in that. And that is such a good recommendation, Peter. We need to be having these conversations with everyone. We need to be talking to our friends and family about scams that we've read about, scams that we've seen. We've got to have that conversation so that we, you know, try and prevent our loved ones from falling victim to these sort of things. So I would absolutely encourage, you know, talk to a friend, talk to a younger family member and say, would you mind just having a look at my profile and making sure that my settings are all private and that, you know, I'm not sharing my personal life with the rest of the world, basically. Conversely, Claire, I guess if um, you look at reviews, that can maybe give you a bit of a hint as to um, what uh, others uh, have experienced when dealing with an organisation. Absolutely. It's a good idea to check reviews before buying online. So what you're looking out for is whether this is a reputable seller or not, because there's lots of fake traders out there pretending to sell things that never turn up or are of a very poor quality. So check your reviews, check whether people have, you know, said that that trader is reputable or not. And again, you know, often if you uh, Google um, organisation like that, you get the reviews that come up. So if you read through them and, um, I mean, you know, as, as, as you say, if, if people are sort of saying less than favourable things, maybe uh, give that a wide berth. I mean, whatever you're wanting to buy, perhaps uh, that, that can wait for another day or uh, go to somewhere, even if they might be a little bit more expensive. It, it might be a saving of uh, stress in the long run. I would. I would steer clear. And lastly, I would say to be wary of who you friend on these platforms. If you don't know them, Mm. you need to kind of think, why are they adding me on this platform? And you've got to be really careful about what you share with them. Based on what we're saying here, there are a lot of um, scammers out there that are trying to um, friend people via these platforms and still personal details and then in turn steal your money. So be careful about who you friend. Well, Claire, you sound like you're a good friend of ours, so we'll uh, we'll keep you on our list as far as <laughs> friends go. And uh, if people want to find out more about uh, the work that you do or indeed uh, get in touch with uh, Crime Stoppers Victoria, um, what was that? One call every five minutes. So in the time we've been speaking, you've probably had three calls. So uh, that kind of gives it a bit of a perspective, doesn't it? That is exactly right. So if you know something about 
any crime or you want to share some information with Crime Stoppers, it is 1-800-333-000 is the number that you can call. We've also got the website. It's crimestoppersvic.com.au. And what we're finding these days is that a lot of people are reporting online. So they're feeling really comfortable with the process. It's very easy, very straightforward when you jump on um, the website to report a crime. And we're finding that a lot of the reports are coming through via that way as well. Okay. And one 1-800- Triple three triple zero. You can access that number uh, right around Australia in your particular state or territory. Claire, great to catch up. We'll catch up again next month. Um, you, you kind of make us feel happy and sad at the same time. There, there's good work going on, but also we've uh, got to have our guard up. So uh, I guess to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So uh, thank you for being with us and uh, alerting us. Thank you so much, Peter, for having me on the show. It's always a pleasure. Claire Dundas there from Crime Stoppers Victoria. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.